Did you ever have one of those epic, unforgettable nights? The kind that makes you realize how special it is before it even ends. One that you and your friends reference and laugh about for years to come. One that proves to be a turning point, cementing bonds of friendship. The 2019 Annual had the potential for those kinds of moments to happen. Hosted by the Empire State Star Wars Collectors Club over the Labor Day weekend of 2019, the annual showcased the best parts of collecting and the community. And on the final night, eight friends assembled for an impromptu roundtable discussion about the legendary weekend, collecting Star Wars, and life in general. And that chat around a table in a hotel room became the starting point for one of those epic, unforgettable nights. Three years after that evening, the eight of us reunited to look back on that moment in time. We reflected on the impact of that weekend, the friendships that formed, and why a collector's event like the annual can literally change lives. This is a roundtable about the 2019 Annual Roundtable. This is a time to kick back and to discuss the blessings that come from collecting and connecting. This is the joy of finding friends within your hobby and the power of friendship. And this is Star Wars Prototypes and Production. believe three years have passed since the annual. It was such an exciting time to be a collector. We had gotten into a rhythm of attending toy show weekends and collectors meetups, and we had a number of great events to look forward to in 2020. It really felt like our community was hitting its stride. And then the pandemic hit, and the resultant quarantine changed everything. When we couldn't connect in person, we had to be creative in how we kept our friendships, our clubs, and our groups going. We navigated the past two years together, and the fact that we're able to attend events and meetups again is not lost on any of us. I did this series on the annual because I felt it was important to capture that vibrancy that resulted from an event created by our peers. And if you listened to the previous two episodes, you hopefully have an understanding of that Sunday night's impromptu roundtable and the adventures the eight of us had directly after it. And while I was putting these episodes together, an idea hit me. It had been fun revisiting that August weekend in 2019 and putting into words why it had affected my life in a meaningful way. But I was curious to hear how it affected the lives of my friends who had experienced it with me three years later. 
So I contacted that wonderful group of seven Star Wars fans and collectors to see if they would be interested in doing another roundtable to discuss our 2019 annual roundtable. And each one said yes immediately. So ahead of this month's second annual event in Fishkill, New York, I'd like you to be a part of this wonderful group for a roundtable chat. Joining us will be George's Han and Leia duo, Justin Haney and Jen Thunders. Next to them is Nashville's kindest couple, Trent and Corey Bailey. The wonderful R5-D4 collector Brian Angel is next, and recently surprised us with the news that he is in the process of leaving California and moving to the East Coast. Pennsylvania's C-3PO fanatic Bill Cable is next to him, and Texas's Obi-Wan collector Matt George rounds out our group. The roundtable is similar to the 2019 one in that it is a more relaxed affair. And the drinking started early. And while it will surely be a lively and raucous chat, it will also be wildly funny and at times really touching. The people who make up the roundtable often lead with their hearts, and they aren't afraid to do so. And in a sense, it feels like we're kids again, where friendships are easy and the conversation crackles. And life is just better with Brian, Corey, Matt, Trent, Jen, Bill, and Justin in it. We certainly have room around the table for you, and we all want you to be part of this. So grab your favorite drink and settle in for a nice long discussion about life, collecting, and the magic of the annual 2019. Ladies and gentlemen, we have, after three years, reunited for the annual roundtable. And uh, it is so nice to have all of us back together again and, and, uh, and hanging out. How are you all doing? Great! Yeah, we're doing great! Yeah. 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 ashes off my chest hair. <laughs> <laughs> so, before we started, I, I thought it'd be fun to do uh, some lightning round questions. Um, some are Star Wars related, and then some are annual related. So, um, we are going to start today with our friend Trent Bailey. Uh, Trent, and this is for everyone, um, what is a favorite Star Wars moment from any of the live-action series? Uh, I mean, basically anything from first season of Mandalorian, probably. Um, the, yeah, the last scene of first uh, episode of Mandalorian, where you kind of see Grogu and Mando kind of almost doing the E.T. phone home, like pointing at each other thing. That was cool. I liked that. Perfect answer. Bill Cable. I'm going to go with uh, the Naboo Starfighter and Mando. Whenever they're fixing it up and they reveal it, it's mm -hmm. a pretty awesome moment. Did you buy a Naboo Starfighter? I did not because they were like $700 after that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Matt George. The last two episodes of Kenobi. Not even close. It's God, not that's a moment. That's that's a, just like the, they're all, it's all tied. Okay. We'll, but we'll yeah, take it. Okay, I'll go. I'll, I'll narrow it down. Seven hundred moments from 
Where Anakin is, uh, he's got like half his uh, helmet sliced off or whatever, and he says, you know, like, you, you didn't kill Anakin Skywalker, I did. Okay, that's a big one. Nice. Justin Haney. Yes. So I guess I'll play play into the host here a little bit, but the whole Ahsoka and the word Thrawn, uh, that was just a really big gasp moment for me uh, in the recent live action stuff. Oh, I like it. That's the correct answer, too. Very nice. Yeah, you're welcome. (laughs) Jen Haney. Um, I... The first thing that came to mind was at the end of The Mandalorian when Luke comes on board. That was just absolutely mind-blowing and uh, brought a tear to my eye. I think many of us got choked up on that one. Um, I will add to yours, and I will say um, when uh, when Ahsoka, Luke, and Grogu were all in the same scene in uh, the only redeeming part of Book of Boba Fett. Uh, mine is simple. The very first time I heard hello there in a very long time. <laughs> that was good. That was good. That's awesome. Um, that was so funny. Whenever I was watching that scene and he was walking up to him, I had, I was, had so much giddy excitement for him to say that because I knew it was coming. Yes. <laughs> I have no idea why I was affected that way because it's like, but it was like, almost trembling to the point where he was walking up. He's like, he's going to say it. He's going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> Love right, that. Um, I, I think my favorite moment in live action, and there has been a lot of them, is when Boba Fett finally gets his armor back and mm-hmm. then shows everybody how to properly use the armor and just blow some shit up. Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, uh, Elise, so we're going to start here now with, um, we'll start with Jen. Jen, Elise's favorite character to appear in a live action series. Not a film, but just a series for Star Wars. Okay, well, this is going to get a lot of hate, but it's not only is my least my least favorite character in a live action series, he's probably my least favorite character in the movies, too. I just, Boba Fett is overrated. Amen. <laughs> I with fire. Okay, can't gonna... sweat no fat. No, absolutely not. I'm going to say, and I don't even know his name, and I don't even care. The um, the, the guy that overacted and was the um, I don't even know his name. I think he was a Twi'lek, and he overacted a bunch mm-hmm. uh, from Book of Boba Fett. Oh, was like the Herald of the Mayor or whatever. The Major Domo. The, yeah, 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 yeah. That guy sucked. <laughs> He, he kind of had a purpose this, to be that way, though. He just, yeah, he kind of yeah, sucks, yeah. but he had to suck. I just didn't like him. Yeah. Gay yeah. Twilight's a bad name. Uh, least favorite character in a live action Star Wars show? That's the question. That's the question. Okay. Um, I don't know if it's least favorite character, but maybe it's. When it maybe I hate to say it, maybe it's John Favreau because, like, <laughs> I feel like I feel like they had just reestablished the ownership of the dark saber and like, come on, there's only three of you left and let's like celebrate the moment. Hello, no, let's fight about it. Like, dude, really, really, what a buzzkill. Wait, wait, so so you mean John Favreau, the director, or Paz Vizsla, the the character? Yeah, yeah, John Favre's love pass. 
Gotcha. John Pazvizla. Pazvizla. <laughs> nice, nice save, BA. Nice Thanks. Save. Thanks. Somebody doesn't have the list up. Oh, is it my turn? Yep, that's right. Um, no, I would have to say I agree with you, SDQ. I just was not a fan of the um, the guy in Book of Boba Fett that just like overacted. I forgot what you even said his name was because I just didn't care enough to remember. Yeah, that happened with a lot of a lot of characters from that series. This is true. Hmm. Yeah, um, I think I'm next, but. Basically, the entire Biff's biker gang from mm. Book of Boba Fett. Mm. Those, yeah, I, actually, not even the people. That, that's the correct answer. Yeah, that's the really absolute correct answer. <laughs> yeah. it, it may not even be the people so much as it is their actual little speeders that can't go more than three miles an hour. So, <laughs> whoever came up with the, the meme of the, uh, the Seinfeld, the old, the old people on the motorized carts? <laughs> that was perfect. Exactly. Yeah. So any of the mods, I, I mean, outside of um, Fennec Shand, because she's technically a mod now, but any of the mods from Book of Boba Fett, that would be my answer, hands down. That's an A-plus answer. What would you mod on yourself, Trent? Next question. <laughs> <laughs> he already uh, has a probably, mod toe. Yeah. <laughs> Corey, what um, would you mod on Trent? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. He's flawless. Ah, I love oh, it. That's a good answer. Brother and a sister. <laughs> yes, the love between the brother and sister. They're they're a dyad. They're a dyad. Oh god. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna go with the evil witch from the Battle of Endor. Oh, throwback. Nice. Okay, we were going with the, the series, but okay, sure, that works. That's it fine. was a made for TV movie. The live action Disney it Plus. A, it took series. a minute to I, get around the bill. He wasn't really paying attention <laughs> anymore. He just went with the first thing. Is that my turn? It is. So you've already said my first two. So the Mod Squad and uh, the Twilight D bag. Like, those are awful. But I'm going to come up, I'll, I'll say something different. And this is going to throw some of you for a loop because you know how much I have a crush on her. But Fennec Shand is my answer. Oh, what? Yeah. She's, she's the worst actress uh, in, fun in fact, all of Star Wars. Ming-Na Wen was born two days before Kennedy was assassinated. Did, oh. did you fact check that? <laughs> I did. I fact checked it. Well, who's your source? <laughs> Matt George. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it blows my mind. Like she's not young; she's really attractive, but can't act. And so, I don't know. She just has this kind of fake badass look to her. Uh, she, I don't know. She's good and it, I'm going to end it with. Um, I think the terrible uh, use of Cad Bane uh, would be my answer. Not that I hated the character live action, but I think uh, I think I hated the way the character was used. Okay. Yeah, I think that works. But this is Star Wars. He could always come back. <laughs> they all they always come back. Is there yeah, going to be an annual roundtable special edition? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Brian Angel, a future Star Wars film or series you'd love to see made? Mara Jade, kicking ass, taking no names, and giving no f's, and finding a 
planet made entirely of weed. Thank you. <laughs> we can shut this question down, I think. Yeah. Next on. question. <laughs> I do believe I'm up. Um, I'm sure you'd all be surprised at my answer, but I'd love to see uh, something with Wicked on Endor. Um, yeah, just bring back the Ewoks. Maybe like an Ewok adventure? <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> um, just because I have a soft spot for this character, I'd like to see, it's not a show, but I would like to see more of the um, kind of after Attack of the Clone stuff, after uh, Revenge of the Sith stuff, maybe featuring what happened to Jar Jar. I'd like to see him have a little bit of a comeback oh story. A redemption. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of cool. I never. Yeah, I know in that. the in the books they basically turned him into a court jester, and he's basically just homeless. But um, I, I think we could do a little better than that. They are already making the show that I want, which is Ahsoka. Okay. Uh. Not going to argue with that one, Matt. I want a force origin story and I want the force to be like uh, a parable or like a parallel to technology today and like how the first person that discovered the force didn't use it for ill, like ill means or ill purposes. And uh, I think you can make a really cool kind of like how the light side and dark side kind of developed on their own. And, and uh, I think there could be a lot of good material there. I I would take uh I mean, the, the easy road, I think, is something that they're pursuing now, the High Republic. But, like, let's set this thing, like, thousands of years prior. Um, but make Solo 2 happen. That's me right now. Ooh, I like that. You had Brian at high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I obviously never want Han Solo storylines to end because – that's my jam. But I also think it would be interesting to see maybe like, like young Palpatine, like where, how and why did he become so off? Like we see him change the Sidious obviously, but like, when did he even get into the Senate? Like what did something horrible happen in his childhood? Like what was going on there? I think would be kind of interesting to know. He didn't get into the Senate. He is the Senate. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that one. Um, if I were going to pick one, I would go with uh, there's a book called Dark Disciple, which um, it was a story arc for the Clone Wars that was never finished. Um, so they made it into a, a novel instead. And it's basically the Jedi realize that they need to take down Count Dooku and they decide that the only way they can do it is to assassinate him. So they get Quinlan Voss, who's a um, who's a Jedi Knight, but he's he's more like kind of a kind of a reckless Jedi Knight, and they, they get him and try to pair him with Asajj Ventress to assassinate Dooku. Quinlan Voss was the um, was mentioned in Kenobi, right? And there, there was speculation was. that he was going to show yeah. up. Yeah, he's kind of got like the dreadlock look, and then everybody paired him back to that character in episode one, right? Yes, that, that's him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would be a great character. He's in the Republic comic book series, I believe, uh, is where he gets his start. Um, yeah. and a really good story arc that, that, that runs right into Asajj Ventress. So there you go. It's worth a read because it's really cool. I think I would like to, like to change my answer to Asajj Ventress. <laughs> Asajj change Ventress. it? Yeah, I think Asajj Ventress live action would be amazing. <laughs> okay, that's our Star Wars questions. Uh, now these are a few 
uh, very quick uh, annual related questions. Um, getting into our Sunday evening of the annual, um, without explaining it, name one word, phrase, or item you associate with Sunday evening of the annual. And we'll start with Matt George. <laughs> Cheeks bottle. <laughs> yeah. If you know, you know. Oh, it's on me. I'm sorry. Because this is Thriller. Damn it. Why are you stealing my answers? Stole my answer. Uh, um, there's so That was my one. Um, Cape Socks. <laughs> Table. Cummings. Double. If If you know, you know. Ninja roll. <laughs> oh, man, that was my choice. Um, this kind of goes on multiple of them, but uh, BA in only Cape Sox walking into a diner with like nine cops. Wait, 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 wait. It was clothing, too, not just the Cape Sox. He was wearing a shirt and shorts. Shoes. No shoes. When he came in, yes. Not socks only. I was, I, I was more of a fan of my entrance into the parking lot rather than the <laughs> restaurant itself. Yeah, my answer sticks. There's only one word Bill Cable can say right now. And if he doesn't say it, I'm going to be very upset. Please tell me so I don't get it wrong. <laughs> Mario Lemieux. Oh, okay. oh. That's two words. No, that's not the word. The team, the team that he screamed most of the night. <laughs> so, hey, sorry, sorry, Bill. I was trying to set you up there. I figured you would just scream penguins into the microphone. That's what I was trying to set you up for. Because I don't know. That's like one of my memories from that night. Let's Absolutely, yeah. penguins predators. Yeah, yes. it was just like a, a really like nice back and forth between you guys. I just figured. You yeah, would... I suck. <laughs> remember yeah. that. Yeah. Sort of. Who won that game? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, buddy. A little salt in that wound. Let oh, me I, I take it Nashville did not <laughs> No. Okay, Justin Haney, starting this new one here. After our roundtable discussion, we headed to a diner for a midnight meal. From a 1 to a 10, with 1 being completely sober and 10 being Bill Cable, how sober <laughs> were you when we arrived at the diner? Yes. <laughs> yes. I, I, was, I was at the diner, I believe, <laughs> and, and I was transported there by Mario Kart. I remember. Uh, for those of you in the car, you might remember that. And um, we there were some turtle shells. There were turtle shells, bananas being thrown our way. And we decided to park behind the building because it would be safe right in front of the seven police officers. It was a safety measure. I feel like I feel like parking is generous seeing as I like screeched into the spot. <laughs> <was> like, <laughs> we drifting? We three sixteen. Yeah, we three sixteen in whatever Kia and whatever tiny thing you were in. Um, yeah. Epic. Jen? Um I mm, 
I was probably an eight. I'm being nice to myself with an eight. I remember being at the diner, but I was to the point that I apparently I brought a beer into the diner and was drinking in the open and didn't think that was like a problem until Justin was like, you can't have a beer in a diner. And I'm like, what? I'm drinking it. For the record, when we got out of the car, I said, there's seven police officers in front of us enjoying their dinner at the diner. Don't bring the beer in. And she goes, it's not a big deal. So that's about an eight. <laughs> it could have been worse, but it could have been, it, you know, could have been better. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go on Jen's scale then, and I, I'll say I, I was at a negative 16 at that point. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I think I, think I might have been the only sober one, but we'll see. I mean, BA wasn't drinking, were you? Me? Yeah, were you drinking that much? I, I had a bunch of beers, but oh, the gotcha. thing, yeah, the thing is like some of us are like multiversal elemental creatures. So like <laughs> there is no zero to 10 scale, like wherever I'm at, that's where I'll be. And like, that's the number I, you know, I just, whatever. Yeah, I'm there. If you guys are listening to this on the way up to the annual this year, Nope, Don't get that. in the car with BA when he says that. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're a really big fan of Mario Kart and want to live it in real life. Um, we went to a diner, guys. Not showing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I was uh, kind of right there in line with Jen. I was a solid eight, maybe maybe eight and a half, nine. <laughs> Not quite Bill Cable, but close. close. You can be okay. nice to yourself in the in the rating scale, like I was. Okay. I'll, I'll you can take, be an eight if you want to be an eight. Yeah, Corey. I'll be an eight. <laughs> if you if you were an eight, I was probably a six because I was still hurting from the night before, but I wasn't a quitter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's the spirit. For me, it's easier to judge based on the redness of my face than it is by a number system. So I was a I was a solid fire truck red. Yeah, I was a solid fire truck red. You a color palette. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I, I was a fire truck red. We'll leave it at that. So I guess I have to say I was clearly at uh, Bill Cable. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having to send all. To I'm sending all of my inputs over to Bill McBride so he and his SpaceX team could calculate my score. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's somewhere north of 10, but I'm not sure. Well, uh, the jury's out on that one. I will say that I was in the passenger seat while BA was driving. And for some reason, like what I remember most about the drive over was not the speed. It was for some reason, I felt like there was like those, those concrete dividers right by this, you know, dividing the two lanes of the street. I thought it would be a good idea to try to touch one of them while we were driving. (laughs) (laughs) And then I I couldn't touch it because it was too far away. And I didn't think like trying to stick all my body out the window was a good idea. But as I was pulling my arm back in for the last time and like abandoning all hope of ever touching it, a sign that I didn't even see like came within about like less than a foot of like, hitting my arm and i don't know what would have happened then i wouldn't have felt it but uh, it would have ruined the night it would have been a fun night i think this is more than a 10 more like a one one three eight this is a really good spot to um so we finished the lightning round but this is a really good spot now to go into 
that night. So that, that night was really special because it was it, the goal of it. Um, I went upstairs to change and, and throw a, uh, a hooded sweatshirt on because it started to get a little cooler outside. And there were some people who were sitting and hanging out outside. And um, I looked at the table that was in my hotel room and I said, this table is enormous. This area is enormous. It's a shame that I didn't use it for the entire trip. And I wish I had um, a reason to use it. And I said, oh my gosh, I'm going to do a podcast episode and I'm going to, you know, get some people, uh, some attendees from the annual will come upstairs and we'll talk for 20 minutes. And that was the whole goal of it, you know, just to, to hang out, to get something recorded so that we'd always have it. We'd remember it. Um, we'd all kind of draw a little closer together. And I went outside and, um, most of you or almost all of you were sitting at one table and I approached you guys and I said, Hey, you know, would, would you want to be a part of this? And you all pretty much looked at each other, nodded, said yes. And we went upstairs. Uh, we, we grabbed Bill along the way. Um, and I told him what room we were staying at, and he came up and met us there. And the goal was really a 20-minute conversation. And that totally didn't happen. Uh, <laughs> it was then a two-and-a-half-hour conversation, and we had uh, a trip to the, the diner because we mistakenly thought that the um, the diner in the same parking lot was closed. So we, we got into cars and drove <laughs> to a diner, Mario Kart-style. Um, and then we made it back and there was a, a moment of, of thriller, right? So, um, <laughs> I, if, if you all can help me, I'd, I'd like to kind of do like a group painting and just explain to people what, what that night actually was and, and why it was so kind of crazy and, and special. So it did, it started really in the lobby. We'd all agreed to meet in the lobby, uh, 15 minutes after I asked you guys if you want to be a part of it, um, Besides Matt being glued to a couch watching, it was the, the Texans game, right? That's the, right. The, yeah, it was, it was a Texas, Texas football game. Yeah, yeah. He was watching Texas. Yep. Yes. So, Trent, what, what do you remember from that point before we went up? Well, we were all just sitting there. Uh, like you said, Matt glued to the TV. We were all talking, trying to figure out what we were going to do. Um, and at some point... B.A. mentioned having caped socks and he had to go back to his room to get them. Okay, there was some other thing, but when he came down, he was in this full on both that caped socks. And yeah, because Jen and I were comparing our Star Wars socks. Yeah, that's yeah, what started it. Yeah. Like Jen and I were like, "You're wearing Star Wars socks. I'm wearing Star Wars socks." Yeah, Dude, I think we had gotten too. like took the them same off. Sets. We had like the same sets, but we weren't wearing the same <laughs> pair or something. Right. No, no, like yeah. like Jen and Corey had amazing Star Wars socks on, and like. I was FOMO for like one second and then, and then my, and then my subconscious brain was like, dude, you brought the best socks ever. And I was like, Oh my God. And I ran as fast as I could. And essentially like they put themselves on me. And then <laughs> I think wait, wait a second. Wait, what? They just jumped into them. The socks. The socks. The women, the socks. The women. They're, they're rocket firing socks. So, yeah, the so yeah, the socks put themselves on him. That's what yeah. happened. They jumped on me. I ran downstairs. I think the rest is history. And then you ninja rolled into <laughs> Well, the wait lobby. a second here. A normal person would have come down with shoes on with the socks. <laughs> no. Brian, you chose not to. You were like, I would I am going to do ninja rolls and I can't be burdened by normal sneakers. So they were taken away from the socks. Like, Gotta let the capes fly. I have a friend that is 
a beautiful woman and she refuses to get a tattoo. And the reason is that she says, you don't put a bumper sticker on a Ferrari. And, <laughs> and like, you don't put shoes over Boba Fett cape socks. It's true. When you what say Boba Fett cape socks, what do you mean? I mean that they had the image of Boba Fett and then they had capes coming out of the back of the socks. <laughs> you should get those graded and encased, B.A. You should get um, those tattooed on your ankles. So <laughs> I, absolutely, I absolutely sent them in to CAS over two years ago to get graded. Oh. Well, they're, they're coming back. Yeah, so, yeah. They're trying to find acrylic feet to, to melt them on. They're going to make an appearance in season nine of The Mandalorian. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm sorry, Trent. We totally derailed from what you were saying. So we were comparing socks. B.A. had FOMO of not having his Star Wars socks on. And then... That was that, yeah. Then Ninja. Oh no, happened. I thought okay. I thought you had more to it. Sorry. No. Trent, you were the six and a half out of ten. You were supposed to be our savior here. <laughs> you were supposed to remember what happened. Damn. Now this was this was the night of the boat ride and the dinner, right? Like after that or no? Yes. Different night. Yes. It was, right? Oh, okay. It, yeah. oh, it was all the same night? It was. It was. It, it, it we was did a lot that day. I might need to change my rating answer. You were well functioning. Um, 9.9. Nine and a half. <laughs> moving on. Moving on. You know, we do a lot of joking and a lot of funny stuff and stuff. I want to be serious for a minute and especially about that night. We came to the annual collectively for Star Wars and we left with friends. And like long friends. Like forever friends. And I think the day played into it because there's been so many times where we've all seen pictures or dreamed of being in the room with, I mean, let's face it, the annual is like the Illuminati, the elite, like whatever you want to call it, like this is the room to be invited to. And I think all of us having not been in all, except for Bill, having not been in all those rooms for the last 10, 20 years, whatever, um, you know, being in the room, being on the boat, being at that dinner, just being included, it was like, it, it was, it felt really great, but there was kind of like this um, ginormous kind of breath of air that we all had inside of ourselves during those events. And then when we got back to the hotel, we all let that breath of air out. We had all taking a breath of fresh air. We were ready to party. Um, personally, I remember just like connecting with Jen over Whitney Cummings, just finding out we were both fans. Mm -hmm. And like, just that moment, like was the spark. It like set off a wave of energy and everything happened from there. For me, it was different for everybody, but I think we collectively had that breath of air. And then what happened afterwards can only be described as the magic that makes friendship. Magical. It was absolutely 100% magical. But yeah, that was well said. I want, I want to take it another step farther, too. Um, you know, it's three years ago, so just a couple months after the annual COVID started. And I'm, I'm here to tell you, like, I couldn't have made it through COVID without all you guys. Like, it, uh, it, it made an intolerable time tolerable. And mm. I, I, that's the way I always, like, 
40 years we'll be telling our grandkids about COVID and, mm-hmm. you know, how transformative it was and yada, yada. And they'll ask me, like, what do you remember most about that, you know, that whole time? I'm like, the friendships I made at the annual, like, got me through COVID because when we were in quarantine, we entertained each other all day by, you know, who, who could find the craziest meme to just encapsulate what was going on at the time. And, and uh, I don't know, we were just kind of like, anytime we would see anything positive or funny, we dumped it in a group chat and like that group chat kind of took on a life of its own after that point. And, you know, as a result of all this, we've all become really, really close. So I don't know if that would have ever happened had we not, you know, gone to Redline Diner. <laughs> it what, Was it called Redline Diner? Yeah, I just looked it up also. <laughs> That's right. That's what it was, right? <laughs> yeah, it's Redline yeah, Red Diner. Why is that so perfect? Good luck. Somebody uh, Googled that. <laughs> I did, for sure. A thing that I always think about is like, like I'm like obviously like a huge star Wars fan, but more of just the movies and the shows. Like I haven't read much about the expanded universe and I'm not as much a collector myself. So when Justin and I started like when we go to celebration, it was like, cool. Cause it's kind of like, Oh, it doesn't matter. Every star Wars fan, you know, whatever, there's a track for everyone. But then when we were going to go to the annual, I remember being like very intimidated. Like I'm not, one of these people, like I just watched the movie and like, I know a lot about the toys because Justin and I've, you know, I bought my one little Lily Letty Vader that I love, but that's like the extent of my toy collecting. So I was like, Oh my gosh, like, I'm not gonna, you know, like it's, I'm not going to be like one of these people. And it was just so refreshing and awesome that not only am I one of you people, but you're like me and it doesn't matter. Like we just all clicked and I, it was just really cool because I felt so welcome and a part of everything. And that was a huge thing. Cause I didn't even, I expected to go and have a good time, but like kind of be on the outside. So it was really awesome to be a part of this, to have that night. I call everybody. I call pretty much everybody by a nickname. Like I don't really call anybody by their name. But uh, JFT was born. I call JFT, and I can tell the story because it it was born. That nickname was born at the annual. Uh, me and and BA and Vanis were we, like one of the trips that we took was up to John Paul's store in Pauling, and so he and I. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I rented a Yaris. I think it's a Toyota Yaris. And like, part of the undercarriage fell off during this trip. What? Yeah, yeah so, that's right. You remember that? I've got a photo oh, of it Toyota. somewhere, the part that fell off. But, we uh, ditched that thing. <laughs> but Brian, so we went up to the store and, and came back. And when we were coming back, we were right by the hotel. And we see off in the distance... Uh, it was definitely a, a female who was speed walking towards, <laughs> like across the highway, but towards the hotel. And, you know, as we got up closer and closer, I, I, I turned to BA and, and Venice. I said, is that Jen effing thunders? And like, we got up there and sure enough. And instead of like giving her a ride back to the hotel, we were just so happy that it was Jen. And we got it right. That uh, we kind of just <laughs> drove onto the hotel and you, you went her for the rest of your trip back. <laughs> I, I, I was, that's where JFT was born. 
JFT is what is programmed into my cell phone. So every yeah. time you call or text, that is what pops up. <laughs> I was, first of all, I always speed walk. I, that's my only speed of walking. I don't know. I can't walk <laughs> slower. Were you running late or something or didn't want to be late? Well, that's how it, that's the speed I walk at. So that was just me right. walking. I couldn't find, I like went off my own to go to like these different, like uh, different stores I wanted to visit. Cause I was like, Oh, whatever. I have some time to kill. It, I, it was impossible to get lifts or Ubers. I got one from one store and it dropped me in this one area and I couldn't, they kept canceling or it was just like none available. And it was saying like 30 minutes pickup time. I'm like, I can walk this in 15 minutes. What am I doing? So I started, uh, speed walking down the road. So, so <laughs> she started thundering. <laughs> I was thundering down the road. This may, it may or may not be right, but in my head, at least the way I remember that, was I don't know. Do you remember that episode of Friends where Rachel is embarrassed by Phoebe the way she runs in the park, swinging her arms <laughs> about? In my head, that's how your arms were as you were speed walking down down towards the uh, towards the hotel. I mean, I'm not a subtle person. <laughs> I mean, if you remember, if you remember that episode, by the end of the episode, Rachel is running that way too because it's so cool. But I think I think Matt hit on a bunch of points and. Um, and and maybe I would just say this to your listeners, um, David, like, so that annual was a very magical experience, I think, for a lot of us involved here and a lot of people not involved here in this chat. <clears throat> that event uh, brought a lot of different types of people together that had never formally met. And uh, there was a, obviously a huge contingent of, of New York club people, but me, you know, I went into it only really knowing Trent and Corey. Jen and I did. We only knew Trent and Corey. JFT and I. Um, you know, so we kind of like hung, hung next to them until this night. And there was something special about this night. And there was something special about B.A. Hell, B.A. used to think my name was Sheldon up until I think that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was just going to say, like, dude, he used we, to call me we, Shelly. Knew, we knew each other at the annual. I just didn't know your name wasn't Shelly. That's all. Yeah, he called me Shelly. It's a, still to this day. It's a very endearing term. I, every time B.A. calls me Shelly, I get a little shook. Um, but, you know, so like we, we're, we're like all kind of hanging out and, and, you know, we're in the we're in that lobby and everybody's having a good time or we're all having a good time, at least. Right. There's a podcast very serious happening over in the corner. And, and we see, we see Matt George and, and I, you know, it was not that Matt was like Bill Cable times 10. It was that he was like sucked into this Texas game, right? Like he's like all about this Texas game. And I think BA like did a couple ninja rolls in front of him just to get his, get his attention, you know, like, Hey buddy, you want to come with us? We're doing yeah. fun things. And there's just something, there's just something that happened that night. And from that night on and, and, and Bill, you know, you're now US 18 drinking team right we're on that like we're yeah we're, we're that is right you were inducted in anaheim what is what is the usa drinking team for anyone who doesn't know it beats the uh, swedish it, it, drinking it, it, team it, it, every it, it, time it's the swedish all the time every um, time where, where, where did it originate uh this year steve Rensky was uh upset that the swedes had such a high regard as heavy drinkers so he wanted to uh have the USA represent. So he handpicked a bunch of uh, drinkers from USA and sent them shirts so we could represent at Anaheim in the face of the Swedes. And uh, Star Wars Celebration Anaheim. Yes. And uh, I believe uh, Justin was given a shirt 
due to his it was, it was like an alternate and I, I came in late and uh we we wiped him up but but yeah i mean so though i mean the point you know like being friends good friends now with bill and and david um you know i mean we talked a handful of times before this night and and everybody else here on the chat ba and and trent and Corey and obviously my wife right but <laughs> and uh and matt i mean there's there's some special, special things that came out of that night and, and, and special things that we didn't know what was what was upon us. Right. We didn't know we were about to come come into the pandemic and have to face such adversity and and, and this uh, inclusion and all these things that like nobody knew what was about to happen. <clears throat> but like we fought through it because of because of this. Right. Um that night and the, and just the fact that the empire club put on the annual we we were not that close before this day so i i think the big thing you know for any listeners out there like get out there try to put yourself out there try to say hey to people try to go to these collector club events um, you never know what's going to happen. I mean, please don't Mario Kart yourself and ping pong down the street to like another diner. But like, other than that, like, Unless I mean, there's there plenty is, of banana there are, peels there. Yeah. Yeah. Dodge the banana peels, hit the power up stars, like whatever you got to do. But like, there was so many amazing things that happened from that night. And like, we knew, we all knew each other, but we didn't know each other on that level. And David Quinn pulled us all together. This ragtag group, um, pulled us out of this room. We did a podcast together and then we became best friends after that night. And, and it, if it wasn't for the annual, if it wasn't for this podcast, like that would have never happened. And three years later, I'm literally sitting here having a great night on a Friday talking to my best friends. Jen was like, man, we're doing that tonight. I'm like, yeah, we get to, we get to hang out and talk to everybody tonight. They're all going to be there. She's like, everybody. And I'm like, yeah, everybody's going to be in this chat. All of our I best stressed friends. out. <laughs> all of our friends, like all of our best friends are but here it, right it, now. This is our amazing. group. This is our group. This is our friends. And like, it's, it's amazing. Like, so, it's just, so it's really Justin, nice. Justin just pushed all his chips into the table yes, and, <laughs> and went, and went all in on this friendship. No, no, I'm down and I'm going to call you. And it's like magical that today is the day that, my house closed for sale because I love you guys so much that I'm moving closer to all y'all. And that, yeah. def- that definitely would not have happened if the annual didn't happen. A hundred percent. And I can say also it wouldn't have happened if um, I didn't visit Pennsylvania and Bill on that trip as well. Just all the time being close to all you guys. Um, I, I, Justin, I call you. I call you all in and I go all in with you. Thanks, man. I'm trying to get back to Bill Cable level right now. I thought that was what the point was. So I'm having a break. <laughs> the, the point of this podcast or life? Yes, 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 yeah, yes. Right. Me and Bill Cable, simpatico. <laughs> this this week, when I listened to um, to our original roundtable that we did three years ago, um, Brian, one of the the sentences that you said, one of the things that you said, stuck out to me and and really touched me, and I I really. Uh, really thought about it for the next few days. Um, you had described the annual and, you know, our, our round table at the time. Um, and I guess really just the whole weekend as being a plateau for friendships. And I was trying to figure out 
you know, what you meant by that, because the, the way that I interpreted it was that it was, when you think of a plateau, it's, it's a, it's a flat, stable area. And, um, yes, you had said before that, you know, we were hanging out with people that, um, that are some of the, the top collectors in the, in the hobby. Um, and, but there was never, there was never any barrier in that. And I felt like, you know, Jen, I was so glad that you said this, like every, every person who came felt like they belonged there. And it just, we were all entering at the same level on the, you know, on the, on the same, um, on the same ground. And it was just so easy to build up these, these friendships that, I mean, you can see it now years later. I mean, we've, we've held on to these, especially going through something like the quarantine and the pandemic. And I think plateau is the right word and I'll, I'll explain why. Um, I think in the hobby, the Star Wars collecting hobby, which is not devoid of politics, that a lot of us in our own minds create this level that we need to be at, to be accepted in the room. And we create this kind of false um, perception of what it is to be in those rooms. And now I look back and I remember seeing, you know, ice posts in the past and things like that. And really most of the folks, the way they labeled their posts was good times with good friends. And it was like a code. And I kind of was like, well, where's all the star Wars, right? Like in, in my simple mind in simple times. And I think that obviously making it to the annual, right? It's like, it's not like you've made it, but it is kind of like you've made it because you're in the room. And then I think once you've hit that plateau, all of that falls away. All the hobby politics falls away. All of the false perceptions fall away. All of the toys fall away. And it just becomes a plateau that you've reached to open up, learn who these people are, share a little bit about yourself, drive like a maniac and become good friends. <laughs> Corey, what, what was your, what was your take on it? Coming in, I was kind of like Jen, I was a little bit nervous and, you know, as a girl that does collect and I'm, I obviously focus collect wicked. I'm just like, Oh, what am I going to talk about? Or these people like, you know, you, you see like all of these big names and you know, the people that have been in episodes that toys have made us and other actual shows. And it's just like, Oh my gosh, this is overwhelming. But it was, it was just such a welcoming group of people and they didn't care. They didn't care if you knew anything or everything about star Wars. Um, it was the fact that you were there, you had the common bond and it was just a really, like I said, the nerves fell away right away from me. And I hope anybody listening to this that is going to be going to a con for the first time or going to a meetup for the first time, like, you know, if any of us are ever there, come up and talk to us. We're cool, chill people. Um, and I just think that Star Wars really is very inclusive in Star Wars is for everyone. Um, not to rip off Ashley Eckstein on that, but, um, you know, it's just, it, it was one of the most special times and a really good bonding time. And like, I knew Jen, like, I, I, like, I think I knew you from Facebook or maybe we had met before. I honestly don't remember. Um, but I remember really? that weekend. Yeah. I just remember that weekend, like we bonded and I was like, Oh, this, 
all right, this chick's pretty awesome. Like this is my girl, the, yeah, my girl BFS for life. Uh, and then like BA is there and our little sock crew. And then, you know, I'm always going to give Bill crap about the pens. Like it's just <laughs> going to happen. I will always wear a Fred's hat. <laughs> um, and then I think, I don't know if that's where brother and sister Bailey was created. I feel like it may have started there. Not a hundred percent sure. But... I think it was in the womb. <laughs> oh, I think oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. You're both in the room. And I think S I think SDQ is being gracious and doing a really good job of asking questions and then fading into the background. But SDQ is the SD glue and without this doesn't happen. Absolutely. Only a lawyer could come up with that one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Justin, you were one of the people that I, I was, I was really looking forward to, to getting to know. Um, and, uh, during that trip, um, because, you know, we, as you said, we had known one another, but we weren't, we hadn't really connected, uh, fully yet. I remember you and I, and I, I was, I was looking for moments to, to sit down and to, to chat with you and just to get to know you and Jen better. And you and I spoke and it, it felt like at times, like it, I just, I remember it kind of being a, a more private conversation, but we spoke about, um, the, uh, the, the, the panel, the podcast panel I did on the empire state club, the history of it. But I just felt like when we finished that conversation to me, I just, I, I felt like something had, had sparked. And then it was, I think that night that was maybe Saturday you had posted on Facebook, a thank you, um, you know, essentially from you and from the Georgia club. And I looked and I said, there's a, a true leader here and we're going to wind up doing really great stuff. Cause I think that night or the next day, everyone started becoming members of everyone else's club, you know, and we just, we were kind of, it, it became more of like a group thing. And I just, I remember seeing you and just being really proud of you in the, in those, in those moments and looking and just seeing the scope of leadership that you had. And, and, uh, I just, I wanted to say that on record because I thought that was, um, it's a testament to who you are and, and what you're able to do when you put your heart and mind and stuff. So, and I would say that about all of you as well too, because I truly, I see, I see the, the potential and the passion and the heart that each of you share, you share for one another, you share for people you you go over. I, I I watched this that you guys on the boat. Um, I say you guys, but you, you guys and girls on the boat uh, went to other people and started conversations. Um, I watched even in the in the ballroom because one of my things, the thing that my mom always um, instilled in me is when you're in a room, seek out the person who seems to be kind of alone and by themselves, mm. and. Mm-hmm. And, and, make, and connect with them and make them feel better. And and if if you suffer from anxiety or social anxiety or any of that stuff, the easiest way to remove that is to go and to look at for somebody else who is maybe struggling and to to make their night. Because when you do, it changes everything. And and for me, you all did that for me for the annual. I mean, you made. I, I have personal moments with each of you, and then I have group moments with each of you. That I I, I used to say even like. Um, you know, during, during work hours, uh, like on, on the toughest days at work, I would think back to those moments. Uh, and I would always look back on that and say like, Oh, I can't wait for the next one. Mm-hmm. D- totally. David, Bill Cable raises more money for charity than any other local collector club in the world. Bill mm-hmm. Cable is 
doing more on that stint of making collectible items that are actually collectible and worthy of that insignia than anybody else in the country or the world. And he's doing it all for charity. Bill, what local charities are you doing this for? Uh, this year, it's No Hero Left Behind. It's a Pittsburgh charity for vets uh, facing homelessness and addiction and those sorts of problems. Um, and, we have and, a, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, we have about uh, 60 of the medallions left, so I'm going to bring them all to the Georgia Summer Social and the Oswalk Summer Social and the PA Summer Social in the hopes of selling out those in person, and then we'll be able to give a big check to those guys. Absolutely amazing. That's somebody that's, that I looked up to with the Georgia Club. That's incredible, Bill. That really is. Matt George has done more for connecting our community. Well, okay, maybe I can't say that, but Matt George has done so much for co- connecting our community to to the toys of our childhood, to the creators, to everyone that we owe all of this hobby too. Matt George has written books. He's helped on books that he very rarely gets credit on. Matt George is somebody that I look up to. Brian Angel has spent countless hours, just hours upon hours, trying to push the community forward via conversation online, which I'll tell you, running an online forum is one of the most difficult things you can ever do because you have to keep people from arguing about everything else that doesn't identify with what your subject matter is. Brian Angel does a beautiful job. Brian has done that for years and years. Mm -hmm. And that is somebody I looked up to when I saw him before my very first archive party at the first Orlando celebration. Mm -hmm. Uh, Thanks, man. you're, you're still a jerk, but I mean, I love you. I know, that's true. No, but I, I, I have to say that this mutual admiration society is very real, right? Sometimes people say things to placate each other or whatnot, but in the same vein, when it comes to, I'm going to go down the line. I'm sorry, I have to. Can I, can, because I, can, I at least, can I at least include Trent real quick before you finish? That's what I was about to do, but sure. <laughs> you can do it. But no, I no, go ahead. I like Trent. Like Trent, Trent, please. Is it is it below or above the waist? I mean, it's because I like Corey, but I mean, I also <laughs> like Trent. Good answer. No, so Trent, Trent and Corey, yeah, they were the power couple of the collecting universe, right? I mean, they were they they had it all together. They knew what was going on. I mean, I'll never forget when Trent hosted us all in Nashville, but even before then, like. Trent and I are close to the same age. Him and Corey, like, they had this guideline. I'll never forget being at Celebration on Dealer's Day where everybody's loading in. He's like, dude, where are you at? And I come over and meet him. And, like, they're like, oh, did you go see, you know, Ashley Eckstein stuff? And, and oh, did you see this? You know, like, did you see what this guy had? Did you see that? And, like, he just immediately welcomed Jen and I in. Like, we were just, like, the best of friends forever. He didn't have to do that. Him, him and Corey have been have been really putting in the sweat equity into that Kane County, Cincinnati and all that stuff. And 
Trent could have just looked at me like competition, and instead we became best friends, and that's amazing. Absolutely amazing. No, that I mean, locked it in. And then, and then one last thing to David <laughs> Quinn. David, you know, I was competition to you. I one thousand percent was, but instead you. You're not going to tell the story, but I'll tell the story of the first night we met when I was Bill Cable times 30. <laughs> it was, it was big, loud. It was real big. Picking through Pagano's stuff in Nashville, and you were like, hey, here's an emperor thing you might want. And I'm just like, yeah, I'll take it. And then, you know, looking through some other stuff, and, like, you, you knew who I was. I didn't, I couldn't see physically who you were. I, there was too much whiskey in the way. Um, but man, you, you never treated me any different. You never did. And you knew, you saw the passion that I had for the thing that you've lived your life for, right? Like you've lived your life for this modern stuff and you've perfected it. And you never turned me away. And you're a person I can still look at in the eyes and be like, man, I love you. And I love every, I love this journey we've been on together. I remember being in the hotel, kind of stumbling through the hallway. <laughs> and this guy who I vaguely recognized as being part of the group came up to me and was like, Hey, you want to come do a podcast? And <laughs> we're in room, whatever it was, the room was. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> thought about it for a minute like okay I, I'd do it this was, I went up to my room and headed over to his room walked in and I saw this guy standing there in a predator's hat I was like man I'm going to rub this in the entire night and that was my mission for the entire podcast is to poke this guy who the penguins uh humiliated in their home ice uh, for as long as I could. Um, other than I that, I so don't much. remember too much. So, so you remember poking a predator. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> to poke a predator. To poke a predator. He took it in good sport, and I had a blast. And in retrospect, it was an awesome decision to decide to go to this thing because I met all you guys. Um didn't really know any of you beforehand except Angel. And I really had, I, I mean, I according to the audio evidence, I had a blast there. Uh, <laughs> I remember most of it. I remember something about being in a car and driving in the wrong direction on a road. I don't know if that actually happened or not. But. Yeah. It sounds like it's. Entirely the sober, possible. The, the sober True. one did that, though. Yeah, <laughs> David. If if the name of this podcast isn't "I Tried to Poke a Predator, but the whiskey got in the way," <laughs> we have problems. <laughs> the whiskey encouraged it. That's true. <laughs> and I mean, I remember the thriller performance, which was spectacular. I wouldn't Ooh. call it a performance. That's a word. That was pretty epic. Word. It was it was definitely a performance. What? At two thirty in the morning, uh, we we drove back, and um, uh, when we got out of the car, I I remember I remember Bill Cable uh, walking over toward uh, the 
where, where we had originally parked, which is, a, I believe, where I, I parked again, and um, and found his beer bottle that he had left. <laughs> he wanted to take an open container Amazing. in the car, and I was like, we're not doing that right now. Um, but uh, but then we went back, in fr- and, and we started just, we were hanging out in front of the entrance to the hotel, and this is like 2.30 in the morning, and please, somebody, if you know, like, how did we get from from there to Thriller? I was at a 13 at this point, so. <laughs> I remember somebody, if it, it might have been me, but somebody pulled the phone out with the Thriller song. Was you? And you guys probably were like, you, Justin. You guys yeah. were under, we, the, whole under the balcony. Like, you know, like. When you the bright in, lights. Yeah. When you, like, check into a hotel, you have to, like, drive under that. Yeah, awning. Like, yes, it was, like, in the awning, and it was so bright. And yeah, so, Justin, you, guys you were, just you were Step back. You were playing the music. David and I were both filming it. And I, I was going to say this. I, the video I have, I actually panned off of, of JFT because Dave was so happy and smiling and into the song while filming <laughs> JFT that it almost made a better video. <laughs> but, yeah. we Pretty were all yeah. for life. Yes, exactly. But we were all just hanging out under that overhang. And wasn't Lee from Australia, like, passed out in the chair like beside it, yeah, over like, to the uh, left where they were smoking cigars. Yeah, I think he's yeah, still yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> so, so wait, I just I just recalled something. I don't know how I recall this, but um, and I might have audio proof of this as well too. But when we oh were boy. in the diner, um, and, and again we went to the diner thinking the other diner was closed. But when we were in the diner, that's where the Michael Jackson stuff started. And I think oh. I, I want to say it was Jen and somebody else. That were doing Michael Jackson moves, probably randomly out of nowhere for no reason. <laughs> randomly, well, it, it started Definitely as a discussion, and then I think it carried over where it was like, "All right, you know, we've talked about Thriller enough. Like, let's actually see it in person." And Jen, you were like, "I'm at a 13. Let's do this." <laughs> I practice. Yes. I practice. I'm a house, guys. Hey, I want to say one thing too. Um, I think BA and Justin kind of touched on it, but. You know, I think a lot of us, uh, maybe not Bill, maybe not BA necessarily, but a lot of us didn't have a whole lot of exposure to the New York group or to even some of the other people that it, that were up there at the same time. Um, and even though, and BA, you definitely mentioned this, that there was this kind of this this air that we were all kind of holding into or holding on to until we kind of got a chance to let loose. But I think at that point, we all realized um, that we were we were all one. I mean, it is, I always like to use the phrase that, you know, we find our tribe in it, but what's happened over the last several years is that the tribe just kind of keeps growing in numbers and all these people that we maybe were nervous to talk to or didn't think we were in the same league and they're all the same people too. Um, and I think there's a lot of stigma that's out there, negative stigma from, you know, some groups or whatever that, you know, this Illuminati or the, the, the bigger collectors or jerks or whatnot. No, without a doubt, the annual was the the door to open to friendships of every level, whether it's, you know, hiring collectors, lowering collectors, people that have no interest in Star Wars. That, that was the best thing about it. When I look back at it, there's, there's more than one memory from the annual for sure. Even just like little things like the dinner, who we sat next to, what we were talking about. Um, where we went, like me and Dave, you, you, me and Corey drove out to the, uh, the outdoor flea market and kind of rummaging yeah. around there. So, I mean, there is, 
There's a lot of cool stuff that happened. Chili in the back seat. Or no, IG-88. Yeah, Chili and IG-88. Trent, you brought up a really good point before, and and it was, it's it's this it's and and Jen, you said it as well too. Like it's this this thing of friendship that happens. When when I look back on the annual, the the thing that I always remember first, um, is feeling the most comfortable I can remember, and and that happens when you are surrounded by people who edify you, who build you up, and who truly care about you. Um, I'm so thankful that we we did that podcast episode and had that recording of us, you know, laughing and joking and everything together because um, during the quarantine, I'd go back and I'd listen to that. And when I couldn't, you know, when we all couldn't be together, um, it was a reminder of that friendship and of what I to me was was one of the the best weekends that I can remember of my life, especially as a collector and beyond. Um, and and again, that all comes down to each one of you being who you are and being so so caring and so friendly and and so so warm to where all I remember from that weekend is how how I felt and and um, just the, the pure joy from, from experiencing whatever that was, 72 hours or whatever together, which is amazing. Yeah. The, the annual is one way I look at it is that it is 100% proof in the pudding that putting yourself out there is worth it every time, even if you fail. But in this situation, there's no way to fail when you have a common interest, as long as you're not just a total weirdo and there's somebody for every weirdo. Um, but so I, I, so I say this coming from someone who's an only child who is used to spending time by himself that doesn't have to you know go out and be around people. For me to go up there and walk around that room and meet people that I've never never met, never heard of, or even people that I was almost scared to meet, that I mean, it was proof to me afterwards that that was the best decision that I or anybody else could ever make. And I, Corey mentioned it earlier to, in this chat about, you know, go to a meetup, whatever, and, you know, do it, you know, experience it. Yeah, so the angel for me is definitely proof that, you know, putting yourself out there is the right call every, almost every time. But, um, and because now, like you, like we've all said, some people definitely sprang from that. And, and there was a huge takeaway when we were sitting at the round table for me in regards to this feeling, this feeling that we do, we all have to keep putting it out there to people to like, Hey, come show up. You're good enough. Your collection's good enough. My takeaway moment was when Jen was talking because dude, Jen has star Wars tattooed on herself. Like the best star Wars tattoo. Like my favorite star Wars tattoo is her tattoo of the hand hand solo gun. And then she, I didn't know her, but I, re, uh, who doesn't remember her slave Leia from a couple years back or whatever. It's like, dude, this lady exudes star Wars and then admitted to all of us. She was like nervous about fitting in. So like, if you, t- to your point, Trent, if you think that other people are not thinking about that, we need to encourage them. We need to tell them, Hey, it's always worth showing up. Agreed. Cause like I said, didn't we all go to high school? Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, some I mean, of us that's debatable. Some of us didn't go much, but yeah. But yeah, yeah, go. I mean, graduating and going are two different things, but or junior high or whatever. Like, it's sometimes 
you have that same and you're like, I shouldn't feel this way. This is ridiculous. I'm an adult. Like I do this and this and this, but it's like, you know, you're so, you know, it's still that feeling of like, I don't know. What if these people don't like me? I'm not cool enough. I'm not this enough. I'm not, you know, X, Y, and Z enough. And it was just like the annual just proved that like, I mean, not one single person the entire weekend had a, a mean thing to say, let alone being nice, like super nice. You know what I mean? Find your, Jen, find your totally. moment. Go ahead, Corey. Sorry. No, I was going to say, Jen, like you said, like, oh, what if I'm not the cool one? Dude, we're all the cool kids. We just may not know it. Like, <laughs> like seriously, we each have our own gifts and we're all special in our own way. And like everybody has something to bring to the table. And we may be shy. We may be bashful. We may be way out there and show no fear. But we all have our insecurities and, um, you know, it, it's it's just a good group. No matter where you're at with Star Wars, everyone is welcoming and inclusive. So, like, we're all the cool kids. <laughs> Take your step. Take your step out. Go yeah. to the event. Go to the annual Go to your local collector club meetup or go to your toy show. Just take that one step, extra step that you haven't taken yet, and you're going to find your tribe. There you go, Trent. You're going to find <laughs> your people. You're going to find everyone that you fit in with. And it doesn't take much. And all it took for us that one night was probably too much whiskey, probably too much beer. But it took David Quinn to rile us all in david Mm -hmm. quinn was our common thread that knew every single one of us yes we were all in a good point we were all at a good point when david started this idea that's why he did we got in the hotel oh we got in the elevator uh we got to the hotel room there was extra alcohol that was added to this uh mixture but just find find your group right like just and, and and don't be exclusive don't be predatory. Don't be anything. Don't do whatever. Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't do whatever. Just find the group. Go do the thing. Go to the toy show. Go to the collector meetup. Go to the annual. You're going to find your tribe and you're, you will always fit in and you'll fit in with everybody. And you might, might, and you hopefully will find the best friends you've ever met in your entire life and that's where we live right now three years strong i have the best friends of my entire life talking with me tonight on a friday david quinn you did that no it it was it was honestly it was the fact that everybody had had really come together that all i did was ask a question and and you all were you know were the ones who jumped right on and said hey i'm in and and that's that's enormous. You know, um, we do that a lot of times. We go to people and we ask them a, a question or, you know, we, we, we try to, we pose something to them, but it's, it's when everybody turns around and says, I'm in. And I, you know, I think, I think as people who have been in these regional clubs and in the collecting world for a while, um, we've, we've had a lot of people very quickly say, I'm in and teach us how to do that. Um, and, and, you know, teach us to, to step out and, and to ask you know, questions or to come up with ideas. Um, you know, each of you have, have done that in your own way, which is a beautiful thing. And each of you have said at some point I'm in, um, the fact that that happened that Sunday night of the annual, that 
you know, we were all on the same page, all jumped into the elevator together and, and, you know, went up and, and sat around a table and talked for two and a half hours and then went on this ridiculous, wild, super bad type ride. Uh, it, was, it, was, it was incredible. I, I do want to give credit um, to, to Ron and um, to Ron Salvatore, uh, Chris, Chris and Steph Riley, and Yehuda Kleinman, mm-hmm. because what they're putting together in this annual uh, and what they did in the last one as well, too, was they opened it up to anyone who was part of a regional club. So it wasn't a super secret or um, exclusive thing where you had to be you know, of a certain level or, or be in for a certain number of years. You just had to be a part of a club, one of the regional clubs. Um, you know, because they were having people come to their homes and they didn't want to just, you know, pull anybody, <laughs> make it available to, to <laughs> anybody off the street. Yeah, it's right. understandable. So people that were known, but, but just that alone, um, it, it's interesting what you all have, have, have said tonight, because I've spoken to some people who are planning on coming for the first time. And there's, a, I would say, you know, there's a, a huge level of excitement and then there's a little bit of anxiety or a little bit of, um, you know, a question of, I'm going to be there. Like, are people going to talk to me and to sit with me? And I'm like, the fact that you're going is, is why I want to go. Um, I, I would like to say that if you're considering going to the annual, which you should, um, go all in. When I say go all in, don't pick and choose events, buy every ticket, go to every event, come in a day early or two, stay a day late or two, there's going to be lots and lots of fun to be had, and don't miss any of it. Okay. Matt, what has been the effect of this group or the annual on your life since that weekend? Uh, I mean, it, I talked about it earlier. I mean, we we got through COVID, you know, I, with our sanity because, you know, in large part to the people in this group and – and that kind of bonded us together even more. And, you know, we've been, you know, really good best friends, you know, ever since then. And, and, uh, we, you know, we can, we just got done with uh celebration and we had just, I can speak, you know, personally, I had the most amazing time, even though like a lot of other friends didn't come in from other parts of the country for whatever reason. But I mean, those of us that were out there, I mean, we just, had the best time and it all started here this little podcast i'll i'll this is going to be uh you know a little bit towards you david but um i think you mentioned it earlier in the podcast but your your podcast your live podcast about what the empire state club was and what it meant uh to that group of people to thomas quinn david quinn and and sky Payne and everybody else involved um that hit me right like i was we were a small club that had just started and we were asked to come up to the annual that year and uh narayan myself and jen came and and we kind of we kind of included trent and Corey in that and uh blake morgan came and <clears throat> watching that podcast live i looked i looked at we were kind of like we didn't we were not segregated over to ourselves, but we kind of like congregated in our own little table there. <clears throat> I remember watching that live podcast. And I remember looking over at Narayan and going, that's it. That's it. This is what we need. At some point in our club's career, we need 
this to happen. We need somebody to care this much about what we've done and what our club has meant to the collective community. And, um, and Ryan ran with it and Ryan has done that. And I think it changed my life in the way that, um, I just looked at how a collecting community could really affect so many people. You got, you had so many people come on that little um, podcast and just tell their story about how they were involved in the uh, New York club and how much it meant to them and how much it changed their, their lives. This is, this is not just about collecting. It's, it's for some people. And, and for me, it's, it's a, a life involvement, right? And um, you dedicate a lot of time and effort into it, and it's it's just amazing what what can happen in the lifelong friendships and families that um, come from it. So that's really it. You did an amazing podcast for the Empire State Club, David, and uh, I really appreciate it, and it, it changed my outlook on collecting. It was, it was a, a blessing, uh, I, I think, for um, a lot of us, um, what you have done with the, the you know, the, you and Narayan and um, Jason and Glenn and everyone in the Georgia Club, what, what that group has done. Um, and, you know, I, um, Bill, I, I, would, I would say the same thing um, for you as well, too. You know, what, what you um, and, oh gosh, I mean, everybody, Mike, everybody else at the Pennsylvania club, um, uh, what, what you all have done, what you, what you did last year with the ice event and, you know, just where, where you guys have taken, where you all have taken these events, uh, has, has, has enriched our experience in the hobby and of collecting where you write, Justin, it's more than just things. Um, and so it's been, it seems like it's this thing where, Somebody does something and that inspires a person to do something even grander and, and bigger. And then that inspires somebody else uh, to do something even, you know, larger in that sense and, and more exciting. And it just, it, it builds. And the things that, you know, we all tend to, to do are things that involve our friends and involve other collectors. Um, yeah. And, and I mean, it really is that. And it's, you know, I, I take a lot of, I mean, Bill, Bill Cable was was somebody that I looked up to for everything he had done um, with Pennsylvania for so long, and we all just try and strive and and to do so much. And then even you, David, you know, with your podcast, you're taking it to a different step in, into that realm of, of podcasting, and it's just it's just amazing. And it's it's if if everybody is supportive and and, and can just kind of get behind people and help out the community as a whole, I think we all grow together and then hell it's really awesome that i really got some of my best friends out of all of it <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. yeah jen what has been the effect of this group or uh, okay. that sunday or or the annual on your life since the weekend yeah i mean it's it's hard not to um just parrot what everyone else is saying because it's so it speaks volumes that we, I think we all have similar experiences to what we've felt at the annual. But I think for me, you know, it was just knowing that you're, you're meeting people that are heavily involved in the collecting community. And, and, you know, at least in my brain, I was like, Oh, who am I? No one cares. 
but that didn't matter. Like I made friends immediately. Everyone was more than willing to include me and talk with me. And, you know, and in that, that way helped me open up to make friends with all of you guys. And that has led to now not only is every Star Wars event a Star Wars event, so that's awesome because it's Star Wars, but then number two, it's like, oh, I get to talk to all my best friends. Like, what is better than that? You know what I mean? And I just think any fan, whatever fandom you're in, like, if you can't have some sort of sense of community um, with the other people that are fans, then what is the point, you know, it's like a collective thing. And I, I'm glad we all found each other and, um, I don't know. I have the most fun with you guys over anything really. I'm glad you feel that way. I I think that, I think it's so special that we can come away from uh, events and, and moments that, you know, again, our friends put together, and then and then look forward to the next time that we're going to be at something that our friends are putting together or something that we're, we're just, you know, hanging out in a room, right? Or just a room with a table. Brian Angel. So I can go with the easy answer of the effect of the annual on this group is that I'm moving, moving across the country to be closer to everybody. But I think what I'll do is I'll tell you kind of what the people mean to me and what they've meant post the annual from Justin and Bill, I've learned a lot of leadership and I've learned that leadership does matter and that those leaders pave the way for an exponential amount of things. And that, um, we should all be very grateful for leaders. Um, Matt and David have taught me that kind words and encouragement and, those kind of things really, really go a long way, and they put a lot of fuel in our, all of our tanks, and we, we can't go anywhere without the Matts and the Davids of the world encouraging us. Um, the Baileys have taught me that home means good conversation, good friends, friends that feel like family. Um, the Baileys have uh, made me feel like home anywhere that I've ever been and moving closer to them just feels like getting closer to home. Um, and then I know, I I hope you guys notice that I'm doing this in pairs and, um, and then I think if, uh, JFT and I have taught you guys anything, it's that, it's that responsible adults can live, can live our best rock star lives and let our weird hang out and we'll kick you in the face. (laughs) You don't like it. That was beautiful, B.A. That really was. Yeah. <laughs> but <Thank> again. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to follow that. I'm just like, yep, what he said. Uh, <laughs> no, like the effects of the group. Like I'm just going to echo or parrot as Jen says, everything that everyone has said. Like we have our tribe. We have our best friends. Like seriously, uh, Jen is like my new BFF and like Matt George, anytime we're anywhere, like we always have a joke about something. Um, SDQ, wherever we are, you and I are going to have a 
good old fashioned diner dinner date together. It's, it's, you know, it's just what we do. Um, Bill, I'm always going to give you crap about the penguins because they're always going to suck. And Sidney Crosby (laughs) is always going to be a, um, you know, I, I just, you, you guys in this entirety are my best friends and I just love all of you for their, your own individual unique talents and gifts and just like quirks. Like we are who we are and I think we're all freaking better for it and the community is better for it. I think, I think we all feel the same way and I I think that's really special. And I I think, you know, for people who haven't come and and who are going to come for the first time to an event like this, um, I think there's an ease at which, you know, you have enough time, there's enough enough uh, structured events and then enough uh, free time where you can really get to be part of a group and then also kind of sit one-on-one with people and, and really get to know them um, outside of collecting. So, fantastic. Trent Bailey. Yeah, I mean, obviously, obviously everybody, everything everybody else has said is obviously in play. Um you know, for me, the annual as a whole was an amazing event and our group kind of forming uh, was really it was kind of the, the beginning of a lot of other things. Kind of like Matt said, you know, with through COVID, we all developed, you know, friendships uh, or stronger friendships. Um, what I kind of think back about the annual in this group, though, is that I found that outside of Star Wars, you know, someone who from, I, I don't have a whole lot of family. So like I have a very small family, but I feel like I found family members that I can associate with beyond Star Wars or beyond nerd stuff. Like when someone's uh, family member is sick or someone loses somebody or someone's going through a hard thing at work, you know, I think we're all able, everybody in this group especially is able to kind of, you know, be there for each other. And that's kind of cool for me Um, because like I said, no, not a whole lot of extended family. So I get to use, you know, Justin is my brother and Jen is my, um, you know, sister-in-law and SDQ is my crazy uncle. Um, and so I, I you know, Corey was your sister, no sister-in-law, t- she's, she's my, my sister in wed or whatever you want to call it. Okay. Um, <laughs> but so sister wives, what? Yeah. There you go. Tennessee joke. Tennessee joke. The wrong road. <laughs> yeah. Dirt road. Um, but seriously, <laughs> no, like, I mean, like, obviously, like, we're, we live really close to Justin and Jen, and so we can go down there, you know, for a while, for a stretch there, it was once a month. We would go down there, or they'd come up here, and it very much is, they are my family. Like, there's, you know, I don't think of anybody else when it comes to this stuff, um, and so that's what I've gained out of it, and it's blossomed into, you know, even Matt and Teresa and BA and Mel. And so now we kind of have this big group of family members that we all kind of, we actually were the family that gets along, you know, we don't have to fight about anything. Um, someone else that I kind of want to throw in, um, because I think he, he wasn't part of this round table at all, but he was really influential in my, in Corey and my annual experience. And that's Pete LaRose. Um, Pete, without really knowing him very well, just knowing him from a couple of toy shows, um, he just called me out of the blue when he saw that we had kind of clicked coming to the annual on Facebook. And he said, Hey, I'd like for you and Corey to come up, you know, a day early and let's, let's go hang out and do some stuff. So he planned this whole elaborate day with like a, a wine tasting and, 
like a hike and some certain restaurants and downtown kind of stuff. And he's, yeah, I think he's more influential in the annual trip because that's what started it for us. And now going back to the family thing, like I, I follow his Facebook for to see how his daughter's doing, see how his house builds coming along. And, you know, the same thing with everybody else. I mean, you, you kind of follow their lives for more, more than just Star Wars. And so I think that's what we've all always wanted is to have this, you know, plethora of people and family members, quote unquote, that, you know, we are vested into. And, you know, everybody wants to have, you know, connections. So I think the annual has given us that, definitely given me and Corey that, um, whether it be just from the round table for the whole experience. Um, but I, I, I think there's just... We can't say enough good things about the annual, and you can't say anything bad about the annual, except for maybe the cost of flights or train or whatever. But, yeah, I mean, and I think <laughs> coming up for this next one, you know, I know personally I'm looking forward to talking with people more that I didn't last time or meeting new people that show up um, because I think that's where the, you know, where it needs to be taken because we, I don't know, I'm very content with, you know, my friends and family now because I actually have a family. That's the way I look at it. And so I'm just going to say the annual kind of gave me a family in a sense. You lead with your heart and you have always, you and Corey have always done that. Um, and, and it's, it's very easy to be with both of you and to feel loved and to feel like a part of something. Um, you know, I, I know I, sitting around that round table uh, three years ago with, with all of you, like I, I felt, I felt comfortable because, because of who was in the room, um, you know, and, and, uh, and I think that that's a really big deal going into any situation like that. And, and Trent, I mean, you couldn't have said it better. Like the annual was in some ways, like kind of, um, one of the last big moments that we all had together before the pandemic hit. And, and Matt, you said this so beautifully that, you know, it, it was it, in some ways it was it was like um, it served as a reminder of what was when we couldn't be there anymore. You know, when we didn't have that in front of us anymore, when, when we lost that rhythm um, and, you know, to come out of it feeling like you have friends, best friends, uh, people that you can you can really rely upon and count on and uh, and people that you would consider to have to be family. I mean, that that's that's really what you want from something as silly as a hobby when you think about it it's it's probably like the top blessing you could get from something like that i think part of this is uh and then we really really want to hear from matt jeezy but i think (laughs) part of this is that that david you're you're hitting on and um you know that trent was hitting on and i heard jft talking about kind of high school and high school friends maybe come to mind and you know just like your old group of friends and i think what happens as you progress as an adult is those people go their separate ways mm-hmm. and all mm-hmm. of our separate ways brought us to each other exactly yeah it really did pieces of plastic and pieces of cardboard brought <laughs> us to where we are now <laughs> But those plastic and cardboard pieces allow us, upon first connection, to skip a bunch of the BS that most people have to get through. And it takes the walls down, and it does set that platform for friendship. 
Star Wars is the great unifier. It's it's very easy to go into a room and to say, what do you collect? And then just start a friendship from there. Our relationships and our bond has everything and nothing to do with Star Wars in itself. Yeah. We have interest outside of it and inside of it. And it's just amazing how, you know, three years may pass and I haven't seen you, but I'm going to, the next time I see you, I'm going to give you a big old hug and we're going to pick up the conversation where it just left. Um, it's just a magical thing. I'm in kind of a different situation than the rest of you guys, because this whole thing is kind of old hat to me going to get togethers with collectible or collectors, uh, invite only kind of things. Um, but with the annual in particular, it's, it was, it was different because, um, I didn't realize until like this chat, just how much, um, what I do inspires people. And I think I got a little bit about that from the discussion we had that night, but, um, really here that's been hammered home. I mean, I just kind of live my life and do what I can to, to do good, but I don't really appreciate how other people see that. So this discussion has kind of like reinvigorated me to, to do better and do even more than I'm doing right now, understanding how other people are impacted by what I do. And it's, it's humbling and I did not have any appreciation at all for that before this chat. I just wanted to know, wrapping up uh, from from each and any of you, um, going forward with this this new annual that's coming up in August, um, what are you most looking forward to either doing and anything specific or just experiencing while you're there for the weekend? I was just going to say, like, uh, I'm bringing my wife for the first time this year, and she's only met, um, I don't know, whoever was at ICCC, um, so there's Whoever a lot of was there, which was is everybody. Mel. It was everybody for the ladies. It was Bell, JTF and me. Come on now. <laughs> she gets the opportunity to, uh, to meet everybody. And I've, I've kind of, uh, prepped her for some folks that are going to be there. And, um, I'm looking forward to, you know, spend some time with her, uh, around all my friends again. I'll I'll jump I'll jump on the on the wifey bandwagon. Uh, Melissa was not at the first annual, and um, like Justin has said, this was the greatest club meetup of all time. So maybe the greatest Star Wars meetup of all time. So I'm very excited to um, introduce her to a larger world. And just. Uh, something that like I, I kind of wanted to say, but that I never really feel like I'm. There was never really a moment to say it. Um, like Corey had said, like she had said, like oh, I'm one of the few female collectors. This is the whole thing, and then she met me, and then I'm not technically a collector, but I was like a female Star Wars fan, and we didn't have to be friends. That was not a rule. <laughs> We just ended up being friends as Corey's fucking badass.
asked. I was like, uh, excuse me, I'm obsessed with her. Uh, love you. Where is she? Can we be best friends right now? And so I don't know if that mentality started a thing because we were kind of like, we, as being women in this community, we're like, we knew, okay, we're, there's not many of us. And sometimes, you know, the odds are stacked against us. Like, let's, um, you know, rise high or whatever. And uh, when Melissa came in just to hang out, like not even to be like a part of the Star Wars community, but just to be supportive of Brian and to be like, hey, I want to hang out. We had so much fun. Like, it was a blast. And then Teresa George was like, okay, like, I want to hang out. And we are now have this whole friend force or whatever. Like we have like the best time. I just love that. That's like a whole thing that's happening alongside the Star Wars collecting is just like, now not only is there community for Star Wars collectors, but then also there's this whole other thing happening where, you know, if people aren't as interested or if they are interested or if they're not at all, or it doesn't matter, but they just want to hang out to like support their significant others or whatever, feel included. I just love, I don't know. I like our little group that we have of all the women that have like come. And like you said, like join the group, step forward, like make the first step. And now I don't know. We have like group chats and we joke about things yeah, we've all bonded and it, we may not be talking about Star Wars or significant others or anything. It's just how our day is going. And it's really, really cool to just be able to reach out to you ladies. Cause I've always been like a tomboy per se. And I've always had more male friends than female friends. And to have such a really good group that yes, we all have a bond, but we also don't have a bond. Like, and I'm not saying like Mel or, uh, Teresa doesn't really care about star Wars, but they're not focus collectors. They don't have a specialty in it. They support you, their, their spouses and they're fantastic. And they are so knowledgeable about star Wars, but you know what us girls can hang out in our bikinis by the pool, drink some Trulies and have a great time. And, we can also then go into the event and talk the talk and walk the walk. And I love that about all of us. I I would urge everybody who's listening to this podcast, if you're thinking about going to the annual or going to your next meetup, I suggest that you do so. You have no idea what's going to change your life immediately. I met some of my best friends as it's evident in this podcast tonight, best friends in the collecting community and best friends of my life. Um, I suggest you go. I suggest you enjoy yourself and uh, you never know what the next step in the collecting community might bring. So take that step and enjoy yourself. What he's trying to say is get with Yehuda, get with Chris, get with Ron, get your manual and get to the annual. (laughs) I would love to take a quick moment and say, like, my favorite things about each, each person on here. Oh, like, God, Matt G. Corey, you're the sweetest. Um, seriously, like, the right amount of chill and fast breaks. Love <laughs> you for that. <laughs> Justin Haney, you are the best chef cook I know, and you are so inclusive to all diets. Much appreciate mm-hmm. you loving the veggies out there. <laughs> uh, Bill Cable, the like, the preds are the best. The pens are always going to suck, and Sydney Crosby <laughs> is always going to be. 
<laughs> but I still love you, and uh, it's great. JTF, you're my best friend, and I, I cannot wait to see where we all where we go from here, like uh, the adventures that we're going to have from my I wish you lived closer. Oh, I mean, three and a half hours, girl. We got, but we live close enough. Trent, um, or brother Bailey. I love you so much. (laughs) You, it's been almost, it's been eight years. It's amazing. And I can't wait to see what the next eternity has for us. BA, you and Mel are absolutely amazing. And, you know, BA, when I first met you, you, you spoke so highly of Mamsie and just your passion and love for her just warmed my heart. And I couldn't wait to meet her and you guys are absolutely amazing. And I'm so excited that you're going to be so much closer to us and games of crazy eights. <laughs> SDQ. I look so forward to all of the diner dinner dates that we can possibly have. And just, you know, mom, mom, mothma and your family. I'm so excited to see how everyone is doing and get to see you again at the annual and wrap my arms around you and give you a big old hug. Cause I miss you so much. And I love what you do for the hobby. And this podcast of yours is just so amazing. It brings all of us together and people we've never met are just listening and really getting to know what it's all really about. It may be about the toys for some, the movies for others, but it's about, you know, this friendship and the bond that we all have together. So I thank you so much, SDQ. You're the best. And this is Prototypes <laughs> and Production. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, oh, you guys make... We need some inspirational music to go behind that entire... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Ranting mine? music, Trent. Ah, yes, Trent, do it. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> My partner in crime. I got nothing, but hey, I just want to say SDQ, thanks as always for... Being a good friend, obviously, I mean, just from having this conversation tonight, I realize how much of a linchpin you are to all of us as far as, you know, our collecting kind of groups and how we get along. Um, you know, you're the R4, you're the R5D4. You're the Jar Jar. You know, you're the linchpin. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're the SD glue, baby. SD glue. Oh, I love it. That's like the best. I, I love you guys. I want to thank all of you. Uh, Brian Angel, Corey Bailey, Trent Bailey, Bill Cable, Matt George, Justin Haney, Jen F. Thunders <laughs> for being on here again, for, for reuniting as the, uh, the the round table that started three years ago. I'm so glad to know each and every one of you and that our friendships have continued. Uh, and I thank you for taking the time today just to, uh, you know, to, to do another round table. We love you, SDQ. Thank you, SDQ. May the force be with you always. Oh, that is. We love you guys. Close.